0: And welcome to the World Champs Daily Special Edition of the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Today was the first of four back-to-back races to finish off the championships. Two for the women and two for the men. The penultimate medal opportunity for the women was GS. Here's how it unfolded. Another day that has been affected by weather. It seems to be a, a big theme of these world championships and a really unfortunate turn of events for the whole competition. It was incredibly windy. It was very warm. It was about six degrees up in Are and the rain was coming down through the morning and the organisers, given their due, managed to pull off a race. It was really soft. They spent ages trying to salt it. They were trying their absolute best. They've, Wind was gusting in and out, and they managed to get a race away. They didn't have much choice other than just to straight up cancel it because, as I said in the intro, these are four races that we've now got back to back to finish off the championships on the Sunday. Then there's Monday off, and then Tuesday evening is the parallel city event in Stockholm. So there is absolutely no space in the schedule to be moving stuff around at this point. And so if Fizz really wanted this race to happen, they had to make it happen in whatever conditions unfolded and that they did. An incredible first run was set. Uh, It was swinging right across the hill. The snow underfoot was still pretty soft, which meant it was extra challenging because that purchase wasn't there for the outside ski. Raganhill Movinkle went down number one and set the pace looking really strong as Michaela Schiffrin came down behind her, just under a tenth behind. So a couple of eyebrows raised, I guess, with Schiffrin taking the team event off and, and sort of really picking and choosing her events to make sure that she was fit and ready and, and was able to tackle this race at its best. And she was down in fourth after the first run with Petra Vlahova in second. And uh, Victoria Ravensburg having the early lead on that opening run. A couple of turn-ups for the books. Uh, Tessa Worley, the reigning champion, down in fifth. Sophia Godier from Bib 17. You know, we normally think of her as more of a speed skier up into sixth place. A couple of uh, more surprising results, let's say. Wendy Holner down in 10th place, one of the pre-race favourites. And the best of the Austrians was uh, Ricarda Hasse in 10th place as well, joint 10th with Wendy Holdner. So really struggling. The Swedes, their best was Frieda Hansdotter in 12th. So a lot of people know that they had to make a real charge for the second run if they were going to try and get in and amongst the medals alex tilly from great britain found herself in 26th place and she was just under three seconds off the pace and she skied quite well just a couple of line errors which seemed to sort of hamper her progress a couple of heavy edge sets in these sort of softer conditions meaning that you know these slight errors in pressure and where you press the ski during the turn can have a real effect on time really bleed time away without making any major mistakes the second run came about. We had delayed it again due to the weather. That was fully under floodlights. It looked great. The piece had actually hardened off a little bit after. Obviously, the conditions got a bit colder. All that salt on the piece was able to harden the snow and create a bit more of a solid base. So, conditions were better than the first one but the winds were up i think on the first leg as well so we even saw pictures of our course workers holding up sponsorship banners and actually getting blown over from the high winds it was gusting as well it just means that it's so unfortunate and it just means that you're sort of in the hands of the gods whether you get lucky or don't get lucky and so we saw an absolutely fantastic run from one of the French, Clara Direz. She was 22nd after the first run and she absolutely put the hammer down and found herself in the lead for quite a long time. She ends up finishing down in eighth, which was an absolute PB for her. Skied incredibly well. Second quickest on the second run. And actually, the quickest on the second run was Alice Robinson from New Zealand. She went down bib number one and absolutely took full advantage of that pristine piece and did what you need to do and what your coaches are always telling you to do you've got yourself a second run you're in the mix to score a good result and you've just got to go hell for leather and sort of see what happens and she did exactly that and then we saw Sarah Hector she was in 15th place after the first run from the, the Swedish front and she ended up finishing down in 7th place but she moved up a few bibs in that second leg as well so given the home something to scream about Tessa Worley like I said the previous world champion skied okay just didn't have that fire she did have some really gusty conditions and uh, just not quite got the luck of the 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 run of the green if you like but she was just getting blown around the piece unfortunately just a couple of heavy edge sets again she likes to really whip those skis around and it It was second leg was uh, course was set by one of the Italians and he really did have Goggia and Brianoni in mind it was set quite open to allow these ladies that aren't afraid of the speeds to be up to really you know take some risks and try and and move up the rankings and then just like I said it was set by the Italians Frederica Briannone came down and absolutely smashed her second leg and took the lead by near enough a second And she absolutely had the bit between her teeth, really put one down, laying down a good marker for the second run. And then it was the turn of the last few races. Michaela Schifrin, obviously in fourth place after the first run, needed to really let the skis do the talking and get on with this. Big favourite going into this event. Like I said, she missed a couple of events that we think that she probably could have meddled in to really focus in on these two tech events left. And so she had, all the pressure on her. Looked very calm and collected at the top of the run. And, and knew what she needed to do. She got pushed out wide a couple of times during her run. But came down, took the lead from Brianoni. It really looked like she'd gotten herself in with a shout of taking the victory. It definitely looked like she was going to take a medal. Raganhill Mowinkle came down then just after her. So... She had just under a tenth advantage at the start and ended up coming down and finishing just uh, over a tenth and a half behind. So it looked like Schifrin had really put one down because Mo Winkle skied very well a couple of times a little later in the line. But all in all, a great second run. And, and then it was the turn of Petrov Lahova. She's won in Giant's Island before. She took all the risks. You, she cut an incredibly tight line on the gate. She shinned a couple of the GS panels and really took the challenge to the second leg. The opening two thirds were very direct, very aggressive. And then she just seemed to have an extra gear. She came towards the finish where it got a little bit steeper and she could really use those long levers and put the power down early in the turn. And she carried so much speed across the flat, she made up a good couple of tenths in about 15 seconds worth of race time and took the lead by an impressive 0.38 of a second. That left Victoria Revensburg at the top. All the pressure on her shoulders. She's been world champion before. She She's won races. She knows exactly what she needed to do. And she pushed out the star. And again, like I said, those opening two-thirds of the track, Victoria did exactly the same thing. She skied very dynamic. She was very direct. She was very smooth and kept the green light. And then it came to that final split where we saw Vlahova really push through the gears. And Ravensburg just didn't have the same answer and ended up finishing just 0.14 behind the newly crowned Giant Slalom world champion. So that was it. Vlahova, Ravensburg, followed by Schifrin. Unfortunately for Great Britain, Alex Tilley didn't finish that second run. She skied very aggressive, which we're very used to seeing from her now and, and we saw it in early season that she takes all the risks all the time and again just came a little bit of cropper. It seems like we know that she skis well enough and it's just now getting the tactics right and knowing when to push and when not to push and when you have to be a little bit conservative so that you can then make line adjustments so that you can then take as much speed and, and line out of any particular section. Don't get me wrong. Vlahova does charge most of the way down, as does Riemensberg, as does Schifrin as does any of these ladies that are winning World Cups, and some of them that are podiuming in World Cups as well, but you still have to have some sort of tactical head on your shoulders, you can't go direct you can't ski aggressive top to bottom, you have to realise that by taking an aggressive line on a couple of gates, may make you fast through those gates, but then ultimately costs you lower down the pitch, and I think that that's something that Alex is, is finding out the hard way, she's skiing very well at the moment, and got lots of promise but just tactically isn't hitting the nail on the head at the moment. Uh, and that was the end of the race. So a great race and very tricky conditions, but luckily we managed to get a race away. And I think it's going to be tough. Uh, it's one of those things we'd love to have seen the conditions allow for a more even playing field, but we do what we can and we managed to get a race away. And Tomorrow is the turn of the men and we will see who will come out victorious. Will it be Hirscher? Will it be Pantero? Or are we going to see a turn up for the books that's all we've got time for for now until then goodbye